Hey, hey, thanks for tuning in to the Just Janice podcast. I am your host, Janice, and we know that the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy. So in this joy-filled podcast, you're going to hear real-life stories from other believers. We're going to talk about the kingdom. We're going to magnify Jesus, and it's going to be awesome. So thanks for tuning in, and here we go. Hey, hey, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of Just Janice. I'm so excited to hop on here and just encourage your hearts today in the Lord. And I am actually at home on my lunch break right now. I just got done having grilled cheese and tomato soup. And I'm sure those of you listening are like, great. Thanks, Janice. Now I have a craving for tomato soup and grilled cheese. It's like my favorite, favorite, favorite thing ever. So I'm just sitting here on my couch wrapped up in my tortilla blanket. My best friend got me a blanket for Christmas that literally looks like a tortilla and it's literally my favorite. So I am constantly wrapped up in this thing because it is cold in Michigan. We're having like snowmageddon all over this country right now and Michigan is insane. I actually just got done shoveling out by my mailbox because I thought my my mail lady might appreciate that. And I came inside and I'm like, why do I live here? <laughs> why do I live in Michigan again? I can't feel my fingers. I can't feel my face. My lungs hurt. And I had gloves on and everything. So it is just extra, extra brutally cold today in Michigan. So I am just enjoying being snuggled up on my couch for a minute before I have to head back to work and just wanted to jump on here and share this message that's just been heavy on my heart for a few weeks really as I have just been sensing this heaviness in the body of Christ and the Lord has just been showing me so much that it's a result of hope deferred and disappointment and frustration from maybe things not working out the way that they thought they would, or maybe our life doesn't look like we thought it would, or we thought things would be different by now. And whatever that is for you, I believe the Lord will reveal that to you. And and um, I want to read to you guys Proverbs 4.23, which you may be familiar with, but I'm just praying that you receive it new and fresh today. It says, above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. And that's just such an important thing, obviously, because it's the word of God, but it's so important for us as believers to allow the Lord to do like inventory of our hearts to make sure that we are guarding our hearts. It says above all to guard our hearts because everything we do in life um, is affected from the condition of our heart. So if our heart is ugly, it's gonna, that's gonna reflect in all other areas of our life, whether that's at work or at home, our personal lives, our relationships with other people, our ministries, you can see the condition of your heart is going to affect all of those things. And it's just so important. The Lord has just been showing me so much lately to allow him to deal with my heart. And I love the scripture that says, create in me a clean heart, renew a steadfast spirit within me. And that is just the cry and desire of my own of my own heart is that I would always allow the Lord to show me if there are things inside of me that aren't pleasing to him, whether that's bitterness or unforgiveness or or attitudes in my heart that just are critical or condemning or whatever it is that's just not his best for us and allow him to go into those places of our heart and deal with them. And so last week, actually a week ago today, now that I think about it, it was a week ago today, I was just spending time with the Lord and just having this really good time 
in prayer and in his presence. And I just, I'm so, so, so thankful. And I know I say this like all the time to people, so you may have heard it before, but I'm so thankful that Jesus tore the veil in two in the temple, which was symbolic of the Holy of Holies, like that veil separated people from being able to go into that place of God's presence. And now we have his presence living within us and we have that ability and access to go before his throne boldly, as the book of Hebrews says, to go boldly before his throne. And so I just love that no matter where we're at, that we have access to his presence because it lives within us and we we can just step into that place of just intimacy with him. And I just really want to encourage listeners today that like to get out of the mindset that the presence of God is only available to you at your church or at special revival meetings or prayer services or whatever. Like you can be in your living room, you can be in your bedroom, you could be in your car, you could be at the grocery store. Like God is always with you and his presence is always available. And so last week I was in my bedroom and I have a little like reading corner. I kind of called it my prayer corner for a while, but I actually end up doing most of my prayer time in my living room. But I was in my in my bedroom in my little nook and I have a little rocking chair and um, some prayer things on the wall, like um, different scriptures and things on the wall over in that area of my room. And I was sitting there and I was reading Sean Foyt's new book. And I do want to make a plug for that book. It's called Brazen. It is such a good book. Like, I don't know if I have read a book that quickly in a long time because I just could not put it down. I found myself putting it in my purse when I would go places and I'm like picking up groceries at Walmart and I've like got my book out reading while I'm waiting for my groceries to be brought out and whatever and just any chance I could get reading this book. It is so good. I plowed through it like in a couple days, which is pretty quick for me. So I'm sitting in my chair and I'm reading the book and I'm like weeping over the book because it is so good and it is so ministering to me. And I hear the Lord speak to me, command your heart, command your heart. And so I'm like, Lord, what does that even mean? Command my heart. Like, Okay. And so I'm like, well, I know that I just need to spend some time with him. I need to spend some time just seeking him about what this means. And, and so I put my heated blanket down on the floor and I just got on the floor and sat there and I was like, okay, Lord, like show me what this means to command my heart. And I just want to encourage you to like, if the Lord is speaking something to you and you're not sure what he means by it, or you don't have full understanding, whether you're in the word or you just hear him speaking to your heart, like he is not afraid of your questions. And so don't be afraid to ask him questions. He wants to reveal truth to us. And so I was like, okay, Lord, like, what does this mean? Command my heart. What does this look like? What am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do with this instruction from you? And he was just showing me that I had hope deferred settling in my heart and disappointment and frustration because my life doesn't necessarily look like I thought it would, or I just, whatever, different situations and things. And so and that's not to say that my life isn't good because I truly love my life and I'm so thankful for the season of life that I'm in and all that God is doing in my life. But there are still times and days where all of us struggle with like, this isn't what I thought my life would look like. Why, you know, why are things happening the way that they are or whatever? And so for me, just taking that time alone with him and sitting with him and commanding disappointment and hope deferred out of my heart. We know like Proverbs says, hope deferred makes the heart sick. And so when we're hoping and we're believing and we're praying for something and, and for me, specific promises from the Lord that it just feels like this is taking forever. Why hasn't this happened in my life yet? Or, 
or whatever, it doesn't look like I thought it would, it can cause your heart to be sick. And that's just like, you're just frustrated, you're disappointed. And it's hard to hope when your (laughs) hope has been deferred. And, and I just have sensed so strongly that God is wanting to restore hope in our hearts. And I love that the word of God says that hope does not disappoint. Hope does not disappoint. And I can't tell you exactly where that scripture is at. Um, I know it's in the New Testament, but it says hope does not disappoint. Might be in Romans or Hebrews. I'm not sure. But anyway, you can Google it, look it up. But hope does not disappoint. And so reminding myself, like, it's okay to hope for things that you haven't seen happen yet, especially if God is giving you a dream or a vision or showed you something that he has for you for your future. It is okay and safe to hope in that and and just to not grow weary in the, in the waiting has been like such a strong word for me to continue to trust him even when things aren't happening on my time frame and I I jokingly was like a couple weeks ago I said man (laughs) with the Lord a day is as a thousand years like the word says that and I'm like I feel that I feel that so much where like the Lord exists outside of time and so to him he's like okay, I gave you this promise. It hasn't really been that long. Okay. Where I'm like, but it feels like a thousand years to me. Um, And so just continuing to trust him and spending that time in his presence for me and just commanding my heart, like allowing the Lord to examine my heart, show me what's been settling in the recesses of my heart and asking him, which he is more than willing and wanting to purify those places in me and just allow him to fill my heart with hope and expectation again. And so I had just a really sweet, beautiful time in his presence and in prayer and just really allowing the Holy Spirit to minister to my own heart. And that's so important for us because it's so easy for us to get offended with people or upset or discouraged and frustrated or angry or whatever. It could be so many different things. And we'll those things go unchecked and they settle in our hearts. Like, like Proverbs 4.23 says, the condition of your heart affects all areas of your life. And so I want to encourage you today to spend some time with the Lord. Spend some time with the Lord and don't just do this one time. Do this as often and as frequently, daily, whatever as, as the Lord leads you to, to just allow him to continually examine your heart, to take that time and say, God, are there things that have settled inside of me that are not pleasing to you, that are not your best for me? And so I encourage you to do that. And as I read like um, that scripture that says, above all else, to guard your heart, there's such a fine line, and I've, I've thought of this so many times, to guard your heart, to make sure that you're being cautious about what you let in, you know, paying attention to your eye gates and your ear gates. What are you watching? What are you listening to? What are you reading? Whose advice are you taking in? What um, teachings are you listening to? You know, are they in line with truth? Because there is a lot of false teaching out there. Like, all the things, even media and your entertainment and all of those things that you choose to entertain yourself with. Are they pleasing to the Lord? Are they good for your spirit, man? And so all of that um, is so, so, so important that we are mindful of that. But then also like there's a fine line between guarding our hearts and then putting up like prison walls. It's just been this imagery in my mind so much that the Lord has just been showing me about not building prison walls where I like don't let people in or I'm afraid of being hurt. And so I put up walls. And so I only, you know, I kind of hold people at arm's length and I'm such a social person. If you know me at all, like I love people. Like I genuinely love people. I love socializing. I am like, Lord, I cannot wait until my house is bigger. I love 
hosting and having people over and things. And I have had like 20 plus people in my house. And if you have been to my house, like my house is like 1100 square feet. It's not very big. It's literally perfect for, for like me. And like I could, you know, a handful of people fit comfortably in here, but I have had more than that because my social heart loves people and I want everyone invited and included and welcome and wanted. And, and so anyway, I have had that happen before and we make it work, but, um, I just, I love people so much. And, and a lot of times when you have that kind of personality, it's very, it can be very easy to get hurt because you expect certain things out of people or, or whatever in relationships. And I love what my pastor preached on last week. He talked about unity in the body of Christ, which is such a buzzword. Like in my spirit, I could do a whole recording just on like the importance of unity. There's so much in scripture about unity. And I was even reading like in first Corinthians, I believe it says there should be no schism. And that means division in the body. Um, in Philippians, if you read through that, it's only four chapters long. If you read through Philippians over and over again, it talks about the importance of being like-minded, being of one accord, being, you know, of the same heart. And so there's so so much in the word about unity and how important that is for us to function well um, as a body of Christ. And my pastor really hit on that on Sunday and unity and a uh, great, great message. And he talked about how a lot of times we, well, <laughs> we live in a culture of offense. I mean, let's be real. There's like, we are offended about everything and it's so annoying and frustrating to me. But how a lot of times we judge others and the motives of other people based on our own experiences, our own perspectives, and how important it is to believe the best in other people and for other people and to not always weigh other people's motives so much because it is so easy to question people's motives and to question uh, why someone does what they do or they say what they say. And we really don't always have the full picture of why someone chooses to do the things they do or why they say the things they say because we don't always know what happened, what's going on, you know, behind the scenes. We only know what they're willing to share to us and what we see, um, what we can see with our own eyes or whatever. And so he really just encouraged people to believe in the best uh, regarding other people and to not always assume things and that's just so important when we're dealing with people because we know the two greatest commands are to love God with all of our heart with all of our soul our mind and our strength and then to love other people to love other people as ourselves and so when we're loving other people we're engaging with people we're building relationships with people and we're allowing people in it's so important that we are just being quick to forgive and slow to anger and slow to speak and quick to listen and all the things that the word instructs us to do and and being patient with one another and and not keeping a record of wrongs we know in first corinthians 13 the love chapter it talks about um all the all the all the action words for love and what love is and what love isn't and i love that part in the love chapter where it says love keeps no record of wrongs and so i ask myself that Am I keeping record records of wrongs against people in my life, my friends, um, my even my our enemies? We're called to love our enemies. So literally every other person, like every person in this world, we are instructed to not keep a record of wrongs against one another and to be just patient with one another and and not be selfish and to be long suffering and all of those things. And so encourage you to read through that and just maybe do it. Remind yourself of what it looks like to love and. Anyway, so 
yeah, back to the whole thing about prison walls and just, I think it's so easy. And a lot of us have been through so many things in our lives that have caused us to be broken and be hurt and to not have trust in people because maybe we've had those relationships in our lives. I know I have where I have let my guard down and I have let people in to just like inside those heart walls, so to speak, in my life. And then they have broken that trust. They have disappointed me. They have hurt me. And so it's very easy to put those walls back up and be like, okay, I'm keeping people at arm's length. That way, if they disappoint me or hurt me or frustrate me, it doesn't hurt as bad. And I just want to encourage you to let people in your walls and to let those guards down and to let let just like let people in because it's I feel like when we don't do that and we keep those walls up we miss out on so much that God wants to do in our lives through other people because we're afraid of being hurt and trust me I get that if you know my story at all you know that I have had the most devastating experiences with broken trust and relationships and things like that so I understand why people would want to keep people out and just only let people into a certain degree and I get that but it's just so important that we do allow ourselves to have healthy relationships and obviously I'm not advocating for abuse if you have people in your life that are taking advantage of you and they're just like they're just toxic people like pray for them keep them out of arm's length like I'm not saying let people in and let them destroy you and hurt you and all those things and take advantage of you like be led of the Lord obviously in all things and anything I ever say be led of the Lord like allow him to show you what you need to receive from anything that I share and what you need to throw out because because that is just so important that we never are listening to man and we're always sensitive to the Holy Spirit. So the whole the whole thing back to like the command commanding our heart. I just want to encourage you to spend some time with the Lord today if you can as soon as possible and just spend time in his presence. Spend time saying, Holy Spirit, examine my heart. See if there's any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Like the word of God says, like, examine me. Show me if there are things inside of me. Show me if there are people that I need to forgive. Show me if there is bitterness that needs to be uprooted out of my heart. Show me if there's anger that I have allowed to settle inside of me. Show me if there is frustration and disappointment and anything, anything at all, God, I expose my heart to you and I ask you to go in and do a work inside of me because I want to be purified. I want to be clean. I want like the waters of my heart, so to speak, to be clean and pure. And so that is what I'm going to end this podcast with, just encouraging you to spend time with him, spend time in his presence because that is where freedom is found. We know that where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And so I'm just praying right now that you can feel his tangible presence, not that we ever have to feel the goosebumps or feel his presence or the hair on our arm standing up in order for his presence to be there because that's not the way it works. I mean, he manifests himself in those ways sometimes and and that's great. We don't have to feel those things, but I <clears throat> am praying that you do feel his tangible presence even right now in this moment that he will speak to your hearts regarding things that you need to deal with, that we need to be purified in because we know, again, that everything in our life is affected for, first and foremost from the place of our hearts. So I'm going to pray over you and just trust and believe that God is going to going to do a good work in your life because he's faithful to it and he's um, an amazing God and I love him and I'm so thankful to 
be his. So let's pray. Father God, I thank you so much for this day. I thank you for your faithfulness. I thank you for your love. I thank you for your grace. I thank you for your mercy. I thank you, God, for your presence. God, I thank you for your tangible presence, God, that you would make yourself so fully known to every single person who is listening to this podcast today. And God, I pray that we would command our hearts, that you would show us things inside of us that we need to get rid of. God, that we need to just allow you to take away from us, God, whether that's anger or bitterness or resentment or frustration or unforgiveness or whatever it is, God, I thank you that you are the God who sees and you are the God who redeems. And God, I thank you that you are working all things together for our good. Lord, every single thing that the enemy has meant to destroy us, that you are turning it around for good. And Lord, I pray that you would continue to do a deep work within all of our hearts and all of our lives, God, that you would just make yourself fully known to us. Lord, I pray that we would hear your instruction clearly for our lives individually. You'd show us what you have for us in this day, God, and that we would just be obedient to whatever you are calling us to do, whatever you are calling us to lay down, whatever you're calling us to pick up, God, that we would just be about our Father's business and that we would just live lives that glorify you, that we would shine our light so brightly before men, God, that they would see our good works and glorify our Father in heaven. Lord, we want to do everything for your glory and for for the good of others. And so, Lord, I just pray blessings over every single listener on this podcast. God, I pray that you would just strengthen them in their inner man and just bring every desire of their heart to pass. In Jesus' name, amen. 